Welcome to Down There Aware, a podcast bringing attention to gynecologic cancers in women's healthcare. Disclaimer We cover many topics which some may find uncomfortable, and while we feel it is an important conversation to have, we understand it may not be for everyone. episode of Down There Aware. I'm Alex. And I'm Mary, Alex's mama. And on today's episode, we wanted to talk about how cancer has changed us, both from a cancer patient perspective and a caregiver mother perspective. I think one thing I've noticed is uh, probably something that's happened with some other experiences I've had, but it's always a good reminder. And Uh, With this cancer diagnosis, I think I was reminded to not sweat the small stuff that I was able to kind of put, I have been able to kind of put in perspective um, things I'm dealing with and the little things that are just that, I just um, don't worry about them, put them aside. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, everybody says it, but until it happens to you, you don't grasp it, I think, but it is so life-changing. And even though my cancer was caught early, it was removed with surgery. We're doing surveillance. I haven't had to have chemo or radiation. Um, it's still just a little bit of a jolt and a wake-up call to, hey, you know, that guy in front of you who was angry and rude, you know, brush it off. You don't have to get upset about that. And um, as a notorious road rager, <laughs> mm. um, and not anything dangerous, but, you know, yelling at cars or getting frustrated that someone driving too slow or whatever. Um, it has definitely helped me put things into perspective. Yeah, I try to, um, if I start feeling a little frustrated with um, the little things, like if you're in line at the grocery and people are being stupid <laughs> in front of you, or, um, you know, things that really are trivial, but I still find myself getting frustrated. I just try to take a deep breath and um, think about what I do have, what I am grateful for, and kind of get out of that mindset. That might sound like some hocus pocus mojo kind of thing, but honestly, it does work just to turn your head around and uh, change your own perspective. I'm certainly still working on this, but as a result of my diagnosis, I've really become more confident in um, speaking with doctors and advocating for myself. Um, You know, we shared a couple episodes back about I went to see my oncologist and the nurse took me back and said, hey, we're running behind. Would you mind if one of the other doctors saw you? And my first instinct was to say, yeah, not a problem. Cause you know, I'm just here for a visit. I'm not a big deal. It doesn't matter who sees me. And I paused and I said, no, actually I'd like to see my doctor. Um, and that would not have happened before this. Um, and you know, chicken or the egg, I don't know what, um, where it came from or how it started to grow, but I can pinpoint from my cancer diagnosis that, um, that from that time forward, I was more um, aware and confident in advocating for myself. Yeah, I think I've always, um, well, at least 
during the time I've been a mother, I've been um, pretty assertive about um, my discussions with doctors because I've had two children who've had some significant medical issues, and I had to be. I was their main advocate. But I do think one way Alex's cancer has changed me is that I'm um, more apt to hold doctors and the office staff responsible and accountable um, whereas before I might have just stood up for what we needed, now I'm really um, more, I guess you might even say demanding of um, what we deserve, what the kind of service Alex should get. Um, so I'm a little more assertive, well, a lot more assertive <laughs> <laughs> about that. Um, again, you can do that graciously, um, but it needs to be done. Well, and... You know, like we've talked about from the beginning, cancer is a scary word and it is often associated with death and um, the end of, you know, the end of your life and that period in your life. And so even though it may not be that circumstance for me, just that it's cancer and that it has grown before and it could grow again. Um, it puts that into perspective of, well, this is a life or death situation. It might not be an immediate trauma that you're trying to stop bleeders and get things, you know, together immediately, but it is important enough that, um, you have to, you know, stand up for yourself. And as mom said, demand what you need and what you deserve. I think uh, another thing it's done for me, I've always been uh, one to research. I'm a career teacher and a lifelong learner, and I love to learn. So um, I really am in research mode a good bit of the time. Uh, but I think with Alex's cancer, I really put it in high gear and did a lot of research about her specific type of cancer and the treatment because I wanted the most current information. I wanted to be updated and I wanted to understand it. Um, and so it, that's one way it's changed me to really uh, specifically get into researching um, gynecologic cancers, but endometrial cancer specifically. Well, and it has just really opened my eyes to all kinds of cancers and conditions that are not as well known, that are as not and not as visible as other cancers and conditions. And so, um, but are just as important and affect people just as severely. And we need to take notice. And, you know, it helped us jumpstart this podcast. And I never before had ever been a big advocate necessarily for anything. And I had supported causes here and there, but I hadn't ever felt the desire to lead a charge at all. Um, and my cancer diagnosis and having it be a personal thing with me, um, and the frustrations that went along with my lack of diagnosis, delay in diagnosis, assurance that you're 32, you can't get cancer. Um, to really get the word out that all of that information is no longer accurate. It's out of date. I think it's um, been eye-opening for both of us, the many people we've been able to uh, discuss cancer and different types of gynecologic cancers uh, with on the podcast. And we have a really interesting one coming up next month 
but um, it has opened my eyes to the people, many people who are struggling in these small groups of women in particular who are advocating for one cause or another, um, and they really are doing it on their own, just a very few supporters, speaking relatively, um, and it's been really encouraging to me because of what they're doing. And talking about how um, cancer has changed us, I think one change for me, um, I won't speak for Alex, but I have come to the realization that not having any biological grandchildren or possibly even any grandchildren is not the end of the world. It's, um, you know, I think sometimes we kind of get in the mode of I'm going to meet somebody, I'm going to get engaged, I'm going to get married, I'm going to buy a house, I'm going to have children, I'm going to grow old, I'm going to have grandchildren. And we just put these expectations on ourselves that there's some right way to do life. And, um, you know, shame on us for doing that to ourselves. It's been a, a good realization for me to realize how good my life is and how many things I have to be thankful for. And um, I have some real uh, wonderful substitute grandchildren that I'm so grateful for and um, excited that I get to share my life with and share their lives with me as sort of their Nana or their Mimi or Miss Mary or whoever I am to them. Um, so I've learned that it's important to get out of that box. Um, circumstances are what they are and they we don't have any control over them and talk about things that have changed us I think that's a big thing I've learned is um you know I can't control things so give it up I agree it's been really eye-opening and um you know it's taken a year and some odd months to really feel it but I can't control everything, the plan I have for my life. And all along, there's always been little nudges of, nope, that didn't happen. Nope, that changed. Oh, that's different. Um, and so, you know, our lives are not what we plan always, and that's okay. And we have to let go um, of our control of it. Yeah. And to echo what mom said about having biological children, um, you know, that's certainly something I have have and am coming to terms with. Um, still don't know what path my life will take in terms of children. But it has really opened my eyes to the different possibilities that we have, that having a baby a natural way is not always what is going to happen in your life, and that's okay. Um, so that's something that we would like to highlight on our podcast and we're working through that. It's um, challenging to have folks share their stories that are so personal and um, painful with birth and um, infertility. infertility and pregnancy loss. Um, but that is something that we, um, that we have. So if you're interested in that, shoot us an email at uh, downthereaware at gmail.com and um, we'd love to have you share your story with us. I think what's really important is, um, and I, I give all kudos to Alex, that it's important to put your energy into something positive. And um, when she first started talking about this podcast, I um, 
really was just kind of sitting back, <laughs> nodding my head in support. Um, and I thought it was maybe just a phase. <laughs> she was trying to think about things she could do. But she was adamant that she wanted to get the word out about um, gynecologic cancers and some issues and some advocacy. And um, the more she talked about it, the more I got on board. Uh, so I think that's been really healing and healthy for both of us to be able to um, just put our energy into something that hopefully will help other people, especially with COVID and how it has uprooted all of our lives. Um, this has been a really good, positive thing for us to work on together. Well, and I will also say along those same lines, there have been, and <laughs> mom's going to laugh at this, there have been more than one week or two weeks where <laughs> we're talking about what we're going to do for the podcast, and I say, you know, we could take a break this week, or, oh, I don't know, we don't have to do it this week, and it's just because you know, it, um, it takes a lot of effort to put this out, but it's a good effort. Um, and, and what have I said when you've said that, <laughs> when you said, Oh, we can skip this week or no, we have <laughs> to do it. We committed to a weekly podcast and we need to do it. So, um, so we do it and it has helped, you know, challenge us. And honestly, the regularity of it, um, <laughs> it, in this time of COVID, it's one of the only constants mm, that we have. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's what you guys don't know. You hear a 20, 30, 40 minute podcast every week. Um, but we talk all week, um, long about what we're going to talk about and we have discussions about that. And then typically on a Saturday or Sunday, mom will come over to my house and we'll watch a couple episodes of Grey's. <laughs> And we'll, we'll order, order takeout, <laughs> usually sushi. Um, and, you know, it's time that I get, I'm going to get all misty, but <laughs> it's time that I get to have with my mom. And so that's how cancer, you know, it's brought us, we were always close, but it's brought us even closer. Well, and two, we, um, we don't only watch Grey's, we watch anything that somebody has told us is really great or we've seen an ad for, and um, that's been a fun thing to uh, watch different shows together and intermittently um, discuss, okay, what are we going to talk about on the podcast for next week and bounce ideas off each other. And sometimes Alex will have an idea and I'll say, oh, but what about such and such? We don't want to do that. And then she'll sometimes. have... Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'll have an idea and she'll say, can we really talk about that for 20 or 30 minutes? So... Um, it's been a process, and I think it's been a good process. Um, that's something good that has come out of all this bad. Well, and we're both very creative people, um, and so this has been a really good creative outlet for us with our social media account and um, just the technological stuff of getting all of the um, audio files together and this, that, and the other. Um, and so it's been a really nice creative outlet during an uncertain time. Um, and for me working from home now, I, you know, I have a schedule, a rough schedule, right? I'm up and, uh, working, but it's very flexible. I'm doing laundry in the middle of this and what clean and dishes between meetings. And so this has given a real schedule to 
what has been kind of just an unusual, unprecedented time. It's been really fun for me and really interesting. Um, I've heard from so many of my friends who are listening to the podcast and um, the different ages of the people and their different stages in life. I mean, many of them are my contemporaries, but many of them are also former students of mine who say they don't miss an episode. And um, first of all, we really appreciate that support. And secondly, we just feel so excited that the word is getting out about these cancers and about being down there aware and how important that is. And so to everyone it gets um, out to, then they can tell other people. And, you know, hopefully um, it will help young women be more aware of their bodies. And if uh, something goes wrong, they'll catch it early and they'll, um, you know, they'll be an advocate for themselves. That is something I really appreciate. So just know that all of my friends out there who are writing to me and I'm commenting that uh, it means a lot. And I really hope the word gets out to help more people. And also it's really helped us join a community of, um, of survivors and of, uh, of women who are, you know, also doing advocacy work for their own, um, you know, cancers that they've gone through or conditions that they have. Um, I can't tell you how frequently, um, our account, our down there where Instagram account will get followed and I go and look at who it is and it's a disease I've never heard of, but when I do research, it can either cause a gynecologic cancer or it's related in some way. And so these people are doing a lot of really great work. Um, and it's really created this community. Um, you know, I still hear from our guests who we've had on previously. And, um, and so, you know, we've just created uh, a really little family. Mm -hmm. It's been interesting for me, um, to listen, especially to the experts we've had on and how uh, one of their goals is to make the gynecologic discussions not be so taboo. And um, it's really sort of interesting when um, they start throwing out all this uh, terminology and um, you just think, you know, I just wish everybody when they talked about uh, their lady parts would be able to talk like that, like they're talking about, you know, a hangnail or the latest OPI color or something, you know, just to make it more um, acceptable just to have those conversations. I think if it were more acceptable, um, people would be more down there aware and would be able to catch things quicker. Well, and as we've kind of mentioned before, just in passing, when I started the podcast and word got out at work that, um, that I was, I was doing a podcast and, Everybody asked me what it was about, and I told them it was down there aware, and they were like, huh? (laughs) And I said, well, and I explained what we were doing, and a lot of my male coworkers said, okay, that's really cool. I don't think it'll be appropriate for me to listen. Mm. And, you know, as all of our listeners know, with our, I don't know, almost 30 episodes now, that's crazy, 30 episodes in, um, we don't talk about graphic things we don't you know over sexualize things we're not talking about personal things that aren't medical and so it really fascinates me that 
that is the general opinion when I feel confident that any one of my coworkers or my boss or the president of the university I work for could hear this and not blush and not, um, you know, and actually be kind of proud of what we're doing. I will admit that when we first uh, launched the podcast, I initially went through my friends list on Facebook and I only invited females and, um, the more I thought about it and the more weeks it went by, I thought, well, that's ridiculous. I need to invite the male friends I have on Facebook because they have wives or girlfriends or daughters or mothers or friends who are female and who could benefit from this information. And um, so I went in and invited, sorry guys, <laughs> but I invited all the men too. And I just figured they are mature enough and smart enough to know, well, you know, I'm going to pass this information on. Or if they, you know, don't care to, they don't have to, but at least they have the opportunity to make that decision for themselves. Yeah, at first I was very focused on my female friends who were my age, and um, that's not the case. Everyone should know about all of these things. They're very commonplace, um, and like we've said before, 50% of the world's population has to deal with a vagina and <laughs> everything that comes along with it. So um, we're really proud of what we're doing. We are uh, emboldened to continue what we're doing. Um, next month, starting tomorrow, September 1st, is Gynecologic Cancer Awareness Month. We are so excited to um, be a part of that this year. We'll be spreading out on our social media all kinds of information about the five gynecologic cancers that uh, exist. And we will have a new interview every week uh, with a woman who has been suffering with or has uh, survived one of those gynecologic cancers. So we're really excited about, um, about this new month coming up. Thanks for listening to this episode of Down There Aware. Please feel free to rate us on Apple Podcasts. That helps us get the word out um, and lets our future listeners know that we're legit um, and that our listeners like our content. Um, if you have any suggestions for content, please feel free to email us, like we have mentioned earlier, downthereaware at gmail.com. And as always, follow us on our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, and now Pinterest, all down there aware. Thanks for listening. Thank you.